Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Two of our Thursday broadcast and I want to remind you, those of you on News Talk 1110 WBT, this program will continue as usual on Monday. For those of you listening in the upstate and parts of Western North Carolina on 1063 WORD, tomorrow will be the last day for this broadcast. I want you to be aware of that. If for some reason you want to continue to follow what is going on with your host, just Go to hashtag, not hashtag, Twitter, Vince Coakley on Twitter, or the Vince Coakley page on Facebook, and you will just look for the public page, which shows your host behind a microphone, a non-golden microphone, and uh, so we'll continue to be in touch. I want to again take the opportunity to thank all of you who have been praying for my mother. Got to see her yesterday afternoon. Uh, she continues her recovery from a stroke a few weeks ago. In fact, if all goes according to plan, she will actually leave a rehab center today, which I'm very, very thankful for. So I had the opportunity to visit with her yesterday afternoon. I've uh, I had quite an interesting adventure the last few weeks. Because of time, I have uh, made it a point. I, I normally visit my, I've visited my parents at least once a month for years and continued that with my mom since my dad passed away. And during this season, I've been visiting mom once a week. And the best flight is a flight, I think, at 1.07 in the afternoon, which means I immediately zip out of here and and uh, get there. It's It has actually uh, provided some interesting entertainment for myself and for others as I've arrived a couple of times at 1.06, literally a minute before the flight closed. It was that close. Yesterday was one of those days. <laughs> it was... Quite an experience. I wanted to share something, too, that really grabbed my attention. And, and one of the reasons it so resonated with me, and you've heard this message from me so many times on this broadcast, the importance of us having our eyes open, our hearts open, our ears open. Unfortunately, so much of our society, we've become so self-absorbed. You know, at least, you know, uh, 
I, I think the turning point was probably the Walkman. Do you remember that? They gave us the ability to go around, you know, the little portable Walkman that we can hang on our belt and we put headphones on and a lot of people go jogging, that sort of thing. This was kind of the beginning of this. But now with with earbuds, Bluetooth connections, we have more of a potential and ability to just tune people out. I was talking with a flight attendant yesterday who told me uh, an interesting story. Now, on the one hand, and, and I'm, I'm challenging you on this, because some of you may be guilty of what I'm about ready to describe. It was funny because so many times people, when they're flying, uh, I, I'm guilty of this. I will put earbuds in and I'm listening to music. But I always make it a point, if I'm approached, I will, or someone taps to get my attention, I will turn the music off, whatever, and pay attention. So how big an issue is this? Well, this flight attendant described a situation where there was a person on an airplane who had a seizure and literally started barfing all over and the person next to them did not even recognize what was going on. Had earbuds on, was just totally in a different world. And of course, they had to administer first aid to this person. Now, I, I want to make it very clear. I'm not blaming that person sitting next to it, it but it is a matter of really a challenge and a question for us. Do we have to be so profoundly self-absorbed that we can't even recognize that someone next to us is in distress? That story just blew my mind, but I, I can't say it surprised me at all. So it's just a challenge I put to you, to all of us, that this is... Uh, something we need to be aware of, that when we are in public, we've got to remember we're in public. And just keep our eyes and ears open, at least periodically. <laughs> and not uh, be so self-absorbed. Because our culture has really, really uh, gone down that dark alley. Not a healthy place to be. All right. I told you we're going to talk about this abortion drug, the abortion pill. And I cite the live action website. If you want to see this, you can find this for yourself. It's the live action website, which is a pro-life website. They have... Something they've posted from last year, five abortion pill dangers every woman should know. Do you think this is part of the extensive conversation about abortion and the abortion pill? You better believe it's not. Number one, research shows the abortion pill is four times more dangerous than first trimester surgical abortion. A 2015 study, Incidents of Emergency Room Department Visits and Complications After Abortion, examined the abortion complication rate of women in California 
who underwent abortions from 2009 to 2010, which were paid for through Medicaid. They found the complication rate for women who took the abortion pill 5.2% compared to 1.3% for women who underwent first trimester surgical abortions. Something to consider. Complications, hemorrhaging, incomplete abortion, and infection that can cause death. Number two. Research shows approximately 6% of women who take the abortion pill need emergency care for complications. This is a study from 2021. 6%. 10 of those out of a survey of 1,157 women, serious effects, five women required blood transfusions. Folks, this is nothing to play around with. 3% of women required surgery to remove the preborn child's remains. 2% required treatment for hemorrhaging. Boy. Do you want to roll the dice with something like this? We'll get to the other three items here as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the Vince Coakley radio program, I've been sharing with you some very important information about the risk of the abortion pill. And I mentioned this is information that you can find liveaction.org. They basically go through five serious risks here. Number three, the no test abortion pill protocol puts women's future pregnancies at greater risk. The FDA recently decided to loosen the safety protocols for the abortion pill, allowing women to obtain the pill without prior testing or a physical exam. I mean, I can't think of how many prescription medications that I use that they insist I've got to go to the doctor if it's been a year 
I've got to go to the doctor to get a renewed prescription. And you're talking about killing a baby inside you? That would just throw you a pill. And you can even obtain these pills by mail. But this lack of testing and oversight may put women's risk, women's lives at risk, as well as the lives of their future children. 15% of the U.S. population is RH negative. A woman is RH negative, and her baby's father is RH positive. Her future children's lives will be at risk if her RH negative status goes undetected and untreated during pregnancy. When an abortion is carried out without knowing if a woman has RH positive blood, any child she decides to have in the future could die as a result. Christy Stone Hamrick, who is RH negative, explained, The first child from that combination is usually fine, but then antibodies build up when blood comes in contact, such as during birth, accident, or abortion. These antibodies can cause later pregnancies to end in tragedy. When the mother's own antibodies attack the blood cells of children in her womb, often causing death. The solution is for the mother to mother to receive injections of Rh immunoglobulin, which prevent the mother's body from making these antibodies. These injections must be administered during pregnancy and immediately after delivery, or an abortion or miscarriage, or the mother will carry the antibodies for the rest of her life thereby risking the lives of her future children. By the way, the abortion industry's no-test abortion pill protocol does not administer RH testing to abortion clients. See, this is another example. See, the folks who advocate most for abortion, they don't care about women. This is not about women. You know, this is portrayed as being a matter of being pro-woman. It's not pro-women at all. It's pro-killing. It's pro-murder, pro-death. And there's really a reckless disregard for women's lives and their health. Number four, ER visits for abortion pill-related complications have skyrocketed. A study from the Charlotte Lozier Institute revealed the rate of abortion-related emergency room visits following the use of the abortion pill increased by an astounding 507% between 2002 and 2015. The study examined data from women residing in 17 states providing Medicaid funding for abortion. The women were over 13 and visited the emergency room within 30 days. The study also found women who took the abortion pill had a 22% greater risk of an emergency room visit for any reason, as well as a 53% increased risk of an emergency room visit for an abortion-related reason. Women who took the abortion pill and then had a second abortion, chemical or surgical, within the next year were twice as likely to require treatment in an emergency room. And here's the kicker. The FDA does not require complications from the abortion pill to be reported. Despite all of this available information, 
As of 2016, the FDA no longer requires the manufacturer of the abortion pill to report complications of the abortion pill unless they result in death. This means the true number of abortion complications will be hidden from women, leaving them blind to the risks that they take when they swallow the abortion pill. Let me just comment about this. This is another example. Why in the world would you possibly do something so devilish, demonic? No information. No requirement to report complications. Why would you do that on anything? This, again, is another example of not following the science. Isn't that what the folks today are, are telling us to do, to follow the science? Well, why don't they want to see the science? Why don't, why don't they want to find out what happens to these women? More information is better, right? Rather than less? While Danko is no longer required to report non-fatal complications, they or others, such as women or medical practitioners, may choose to do so voluntarily. A recent analysis of complications submitted to the FDA by the manufacturer showed that women who experience complications from the abortion pill are more likely to visit an emergency room than the abortion facility where they obtain the pills. I wouldn't go back there either if I were a woman. These women are also encouraged to lie to emergency room doctors, tell them they are miscarrying rather than having an abortion. This highlights the fact abortion pill complications are severely underreported. Abortion advocates will lie and claim the abortion pill is the safest Tylenol. These studies and reports reveal the truth. The abortion pill is dangerous for women. What's happening here is women are rolling the dice every time they take. You've heard of five five dangers of this pill. And I think it's absolutely essential that this information gets out there. You know what's really sad about this? And again, people are not having a conversation about this. This is great material for an investigative news story, don't you think? Medication that's supposed to kill babies may also kill mothers. Hey, the media has blown up less. Hey, they blow up stories over weather. On the text line, thanks for calling them what they are. Killers. Another person in the upstate saying, Vince, my wife and I experienced the RH issue. Check out our story. And sent a link. My goodness, I will definitely check this out. The pro-death people are being further exposed. Yes, they are. And this scripture, Vince, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. Yeah. A lot of coldness out there, isn't there? Stay with us.
Over on the text line, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I like this one. Vince, throughout human history, human sacrifice has been an important aspect of pagan cultures. And here we are. Yep. For all the talk about being progressive, look at what we're doing now. What are we, over 60 million now? Here in the United States of America? Boy, we should be really proud of ourselves, huh? Mitch, you would not believe the number of -of out-of-state cars coming to the Greenville Women's Clinic, an abortion mill. We counted 53 cars Monday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. Wow. It would be great for a news story if the website you cite used physicians' medical research. I get they have an agenda. You're leaving out key points about this lawsuit and medication. One key point, the judge asked the group if they could point to a time in history a judge has done what they're asking him to do, and they could not. So you mentioned authoritarian before. What would you call this case? Just because the talking point has shifted to women's health doesn't change the intent. Also, I knew uh, there was a risk here as soon as I mentioned vaccines. Vince, my brother-in-law, is a neurologist. He sees 40% more people who have complications from the jab and kill pill. What a shame. That's from Roger. Just a sampling of some of the items here on our text line. Let's go out to a call from Nick out of Matthews this morning. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Vince, my buddy from H.H. Gregg in 2006. Ha <laughs> ha, you again. Hello again. It's me again. I've talked to you three times now in a matter of a month. Isn't that something? Wow. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Vince, I am I am so sick and of the word abortion. I mean, you want to kill your baby? You want to kill a creature of God? Uh, the pill? Really? The pill will kill the baby. Yeah, I've heard all about the pill. Here, have a pill. Call me tomorrow. Uh, it's pretty pretty sad, isn't it? And pretty a tragedy. Very much so. And uh, And I think the point you're raising here is this word abortion, it sounds a whole lot better than infanticide, doesn't it? Or it sounds better than murder, right? Of course. Uh, it's just saddening. It's just so sad. It's it is, so Nick. And what's great, though, what's what's good about this thing called abortion, and I'm not meaning good, good in the sense of good, is that there are people that protest outside of any – I got something to tell you in just a second about that – any abortion clinic that's still even operating. Hallelujah. Because the largest – abortion clinic in Dallas, Texas, was shut down, put out. It was a post I read somewhere from the director saying, oh, we're so sorry we can't help you. Oh, hallelujah for that. Amen to that. And it would be great to, I mean, to see more of those, Nick. I have no. a friend that lives in Plano, Texas, and he's, he's an apologetist, right? He works for probe.org. Check it out sometime. But, uh, yeah, so not giving a commercial for them, just 
Oh my gosh, it, it, it's so sad. But I just want to comment on that, and I want to well, tell you, my friend, hello again. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you sometime. <laughs> uh, really, well, I, I'd well, like I, to see you again. I mean, I've gotten older too, but I, I was told I, one guy said, Nick, how old are you? I said, What do you think? I took my hat off. He said, Uh, uh, thirty-seven. I said. Wow, man, you made my day. He said, are you, you 822? I said, yes, I am. At the VA here at West Tumbola Road in Charlotte, the VA Healthcare Center. He said, How, are you 822? I said, yeah. Are you 822? Yeah. Come on, son. Tell so me. You've got a new best friend now, Nick, it, it sounds like. Year. You made the next 10 years. <laughs> Vince, have a great day. Love your brother, and the Lord loves you, too. And and this this abortion <laughs> thing, thank God for the the con- you know the the judges that rule Supreme that, Court decision on this. You're absolutely with it, Nick. You're absolutely with it there, Nick. I appreciate it. Uh, Nick may have had too many cups of coffee this morning. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! By the way, Roger, who sent the text earlier about issues, neurology issues, neurological issues, said that this person he's familiar with who sees patients all the time some have permanent complications with no cure not good at all I was planning to move to a much lighter note and I um, there's no better you know better way to do it than just do it there's a new water attraction that's going to open on the Catawba River in Chester County. I, it's the first time I'm hearing about this thing. And this is going to be a big boost for the economy. People will be able to raft, paddle, and do other outdoor activities along the river. The Great Falls Enhancement Project. Hmm. So... Um, This is going to be intriguing. A water attraction on the Catawba River, Chester County. You know, the other thing that's going on here in the city of Charlotte, after years of discussion, applications open for social districts in the city of Charlotte. The applications are coming in already. This will allow people to walk between businesses with alcoholic drinks. You know, this became a topic of discussion during the pandemic. The city of Charlotte approved the creation of these districts through an ordinance back in August. The application process to receive those opened up on Tuesday. Business leaders in several areas expressing interest, according to WBTV. Plaza Midwood, Lower South End. And this will be... uh, Something that's a game changer. I think, I don't know how many times I've had this discussion with people about, and and believe me, I'm concerned about drinking and driving. I get all of this stuff. Uh, And I I thought about this, I was reminded when I was in New Orleans last year, just had a great time just being able to hang out, walk around, listening to different music groups, and and not have to worry about going from one place to the other. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a great idea. I'm glad that this process is open and I think it's going to be a real attraction for a number of areas in the city. It's a worthy discussion for sure. If you object, hey, 
You can share your perspective on that. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Thursday. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. We have a total of seven items here. And we begin in 1802. And we have the establishment of this U.S. Military Academy. Where is this place? 1802. Very famous one. West Point. West Point is exactly right. 1850, we had the publication of this. Um, It's known by a color, and it's also something that was sent to someone. Those are the two hints. I feel like I'm doing something for a game show here. Uh, Well, that is family feud. It's red. How, here's the big hint. Okay. It's red. Well, and it was sent to someone. What is it known as? 1850 is the year. I guess it's a. Uh, sounds like a Valentine's heart. A scarlet letter oh. was published. I couldn't give any better hints. That was pretty lame, wasn't but it? But a scarlet letter isn't. Doesn't that stand for something? Uh, yes. It, doesn't that mean you yes. had something done? Yes. And not your nose. <laughs> oh my goodness! What are we? They made them more an A, correct? The scarlet letter was an A. Was it an A? I think it yes. was. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so it wasn't a heart. Okay, not a heart. 1945. The U.S. military declared this was secured. This is probably one of the most famous scenes from World War II. With soldiers in a pose. Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima, you're absolutely correct. I also like saying Iwo Jima. (laughs) Okay. 1964, do you know this president? He announced plans to spend a billion dollars in his war on poverty. And we've spent many, many, many billions more on this war on poverty. Uh, JFK? No, this was LBJ. 1964. Should have given you the year. 1964. You you gave me the year, and I was. uh... It's all right. I had the wrong initials. Sadly, we had this occur in 1985. Journalist Terry Anderson taken hostage in Beirut. 2008. Boy, is this sound familiar. Bear Stearns collapsed, was sold to J.P. Morgan Chase. And 2020, flashback here. Canada closed its border to non-citizens because of COVID. Boy. Isn't it a good thing all of that madness has come to an end? Are you a dog lover, Chris? Oh, certainly. As um, we close the broadcast, this is a pretty interesting story, a very shocking story, because I thought for sure that one particular breed of dogs would have a lock on the number one spot forever and ever, but not so. We've learned from the Associated Press. Labrador Retrievers have been ousted as the top U.S. dog breed. You know ousted. What's the trip? 31 years they were at the top of the list. 
We what said we said goodbye to our Labrador Retriever earlier this year, and that's really the, that's sorry the to year hear that. They, yeah. Oh, he he did great. He he was he was fantastic. But how old? Yeah. Uh, fourteen, I believe. Oh wow, that's a nice long yeah. lifespan for for a dog. Oh it's yeah, he did. He did. So. Couldn't have worked out better. Couldn't have worked. I can remember him fondly. Oh, do, do you want to guess which dog is now taken over at the top spot as the new favorite dog breed? I'm going to pull a breed out, Boston Terrier. You know, you are so close because the dog looks a lot like this. For the first time in three decades, the new, the new favorite dog breed, according to the AKC, the American Kennel Club, adorable in some eyes, deplorable in others, the sturdy Push-faced, perky-eared, world-weary-looking, and distinctively droll French bulldog. Oh, okay. Has become the nation's most prevalent purebred dog last year. I was closer than I thought. Frenchies, very... they, they look very similar, don't they? They pushed Labrador Retrievers out of the top spot. They've been there 31 years. That is a record. I the, have an observation. What is your observation? They're not cheap. They're oh, very small. Goodness. Do you know why? Uh, well, whatever makes something exclusive, you know. They are not cheap because they have to be bred by artificial insemination. They're too small to mate. They can't Where do the Where are they deed. going to learn to love? <laughs> if they come oh. into your home with that attitude, you know, from that oh, perspective. Oh, goodness. Yeah, this these are designer dogs, and, and that's what's interesting about this. They are, yeah, the Frenchies. This is how they do it, and um, yeah, they're. This is absolutely amazing. Characterized as comical, friendly, loving little dogs, um, with modest grooming and exercise needs, they offer a lot. In a small package. Yeah, it's a small package. People don't want to have kids anymore, so they're putting it all on the dog, but they don't want a big dog like a lab. So exactly. Here comes, here oh, they're, the little bulldogs. they're adorable, and they've got such great temperaments. I have a friend, a neighbor, who has two of these things, and they are just wonderful. Well, That's dogs are awesome. Dogs are awesome. They are. They are. That's why they're called man's best friend. It's all the time we have. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.